Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Orla McAllister. Orla was a contestant on one of the very first Big Brother shows, as well as featuring in other TV shows like Beauty Queen. She is 42 years old and the mother of two and is no stranger to a breakup. She is now engaged and also a fitness coach. Her goal is to maintain her lifestyle and body with tweaks throughout the years. Her motto in life is to smile and forgive. It's the only way to live. So I am super excited to welcome Orla McAllister to the show. Welcome, Orla. Hi. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I mean, you and I have been friends for many, many years. Yeah. Before kids, before marriage, before any of that, um, and throughout the other side as well, through breakups yeah. and my divorce and all sorts of things. So, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've You're gone and done some incredible things. So, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so I am 42 years old. I'm a mum of two. I have a teenage girl at 14 and a boy at 12. They are absolutely amazing. They are my life. Um, I have been in reality TV years ago, 16 years ago now, and that was Big Brother. And um, back home here in Northern Ireland, I have done a couple of shows, um, one being um, Beauty Queen and Single, because I was previous Beauty Queen. Um, and then it was um, a show hot right now, so it was more like kind of a just five girls together and a presenter guy and we just had to go out and do bits and pieces but I do love the camera I'm a little bit shy when it's this kind of thing but um if there is an actual like camera in front of me I'm absolutely amazing but um but yeah apart from that I'm a fitness um instructor now I run box fit classes and I'm going to be doing online coaching within the next few months so that's all about me, I think. And you have gone through your fair share of breakups. Like, oh, me. yes. <laughs> I've had, yeah, well, being 42 and starting my um, life, my dating life at 18 when I went to university. Yeah, I've had a fair share of heartbreak. And, but don't really, the heartbreak thing, it's more like I like to think of it as a learning it's a learning strategy to life so people come into your life at certain stages for reasons and they leave them they leave you for reasons also so yeah I think it really helps to think about things like that they say reasons seasons or a lifetime don't they and <laughs> and people come in but the thing is I think the thing that catches people out is when you think they're a lifetime friend or partner <laughs> and then they disappear for a reason which yeah <laughs> <laughs> can be a bit shock yeah. shocking at times but um, yeah. yeah so you have two children and you weren't married to their father right no okay. that's right and then, yeah. you, and then you went through a breakup so 
how I know we're not going to go into the details of it but tell me a little bit about how you found managing that co-parenting experience because and also you weren't married so I suppose in some some people would think maybe that left you a little bit more vulnerable from a split having two children with somebody yeah I, I wasn't married and at that time when we had our first daughter our first child um we lived in um in London together and then I didn't live in London and he did so I moved back home to Belfast and it was like moved home with my mum and dad and set up home life there again and that was that was surreal um was very hard looking back on it and and with my daughter being 14 now that was like 14 years ago of you just you just don't think that anything is ever going to change at that moment you do not see you you don't see your future you don't see the, the following year or 14 years down the line you're just zoomed in in this relationship that is failed and you we, we tried we did try for the first year of our daughter's life but it just wasn't going to work I was young he was in his kind of mid to late 30s and it was just not working and I can look back on that now and feel like wow like oh that was just an incredible roller coaster of events. There was so much heartache. Um, and not only, not only because of the two of us, and, and I loved my children's dad, I genuinely loved him, but I had this little person that needed me and I couldn't, I had to be there for her. And that was, and being a first time mom, it was just, it was, it was so difficult, but looking back, I survived it. You know, I, I survived those traumatic experience of being a first time mom, of being in a, in a broken relationship because no one sets out to have a child and not be married or in the relationship with the, the child's dad. Um, and then we worked together and um, we'd got back together and we had our little boy and he was our um, massive surprise and he is just an angel. Um, and I think when, when I had my son, he is now 12, it was a wake up call because there I had two children. Their dad wasn't my husband or we were never going to be together. But at the same time, we had to make it work. We had to try and raise these two children with the best parental skills and ability. And I, fe- I, I felt at that time that I was failing. There was court processes. There was a lot of drama and a lot of he said, she said. And... It was so, it was frightening, um, very, very surreal. And I had these two little babies that all I wanted then at that time was a home life for them with their dad. But I knew that we couldn't be together. It was tough. I think it is a very scary time because you don't know how you're going to cope. And looking back 14 years on, 
is, you know, you think, gosh, I can't believe that I managed to get through that and I've come out the other side. So yeah. what what did help you? I know you're very close to your family. Was that your main source of support to get through this? Family and friends. Very, well, I lost, a, I lost a few friends along the way um, who I thought were really good friends, but obviously just were tag-alongs. Um, but close friends. And I suppose... Because there was a court process, I think it was the support of a really, really good solicitor. And, um, and, and it wasn't a fighting process. What I then learned from that was, it was just a guide on how we could just get through these next few stages. And to be fair, I had a lot of support from my family and my close friends, but then there was also um, the children's dad side and his mom was very supportive of us both and um, she would have said things like you know you have to go through it will take up to six years um for for the both of you to come to a stage in your lives where you can be friends again and it actually was six years that we could actually you know, we did a lot of things together. Don't get me wrong. We did all the different events and birthday parties together and we tried. But to honestly be friends and to be in an environment with our children and not have any hostility. And we managed to do that. And we, did, um, you know, as much as you want to say that you hate them, you don't because they're your you have to you have children with them you know and for the rest of your life you're always going to be connected in some way we broke down I'm so glad that we didn't try and make it work after our year of trying with the, with our daughter um because my children wouldn't be the children that they are today and I do believe that if you think that having a child with someone that you have to stay in that relationship but it is sour there is there is like it's just frightening you are arguing all the time walk away as hard as it will be walk away move into one bedroom like family home again you just do it because you're not always going to be at that stage in your life it's always going to get better and better I think that's great advice because at the time you think gosh my life is over mm -hmm. I don't know what the future holds and then actually you do piece it back together so as it is when you leave isn't how it's going to be forever which is so true yeah. so I know that then coming out of that relationship with two kids dating again becomes a very different thing <laughs> dating when you've got kids right and a bit yes. older so how did you navigate that um, and also being in the public eye <laughs> either and being back home in Belfast because we are quite small and people hold on to a lot of things here. Um, so every I kind of felt like I was like a goldfish in a goldfish bowl, just like looking out and going, oh my, I, I felt suffocated. I really felt like, you know, am, am I ever going to meet anyone? Like, is anyone ever going to look at me? not as the reality TV person, but as the mum and just Orla herself. And I did it, basically set out my plan that no one is going to meet my children unless it's the one. 
and we never know if that's going to be the one so um but I dated when my children went with their dad I didn't overly date um because I am quite um I would be quite shy and I did I always thought of my, my children um no one was ever allowed into my home because that was my home with my children and um so when I had maybe a few dates nothing came off it and then at 34 I went on a girl's holiday and I met someone and I thought that that was the one and it, it, he didn't live in Belfast um, he lived in London and um, so it was it was good for me that it was you know every other weekend but introduced the children thinking that it was the right thing to do at the time it was and there was a two and a half year relationship there um but very we didn't see each other all the time which suited me and that that ended which it was good that it ended um but my my kids didn't have any hurt in that because there wasn't someone there 100 of the time and then and the way that I have went through life is that I am used to being on my own and it's not a bad thing. It's very like Carrie from Sex in the City, always have your own home and you can still have, you can still have a husband, you can have a fiance, you can have a boyfriend, but let them always have their own place as well. I have two other little people to think about that need a home life. So as long as they're happy, mommy's happy, and that relationship broke down and I stayed single, dated, and then thought, you know what, I'm going to be the old cat lady, like actually going to be the old cat lady sitting on her own, watching her kids have this amazing life, stroking her cats and just going, right, need to do something. And it was the, the, the power of social media is amazing. I've never been on a dating site. Um, but there's Facebook and Instagram and the person that I'm now um, engaged to contacted me five years ago on Facebook, but I ignored it because I looked into his profile and seen that there was a child there and a woman. And I went, oh, sleaziness, you know, he's probably married and all of that. And then it was maybe what, three years, two years later? We got in contact again through a friend and I did cancel our first date, which I'm glad that I didn't now. And then we dated August 2019, 2018, August 2018. And we, we dated very sporadically. And then, and I always said, I, I was like, I will date and date and date this person until I really know them they will not come to my home they will not meet my kids and I will not jump into bed with them because I don't need to do that I'm at an age I was 39 and I was like you know I'm done with all of that other stuff I can't continue to do it and then failed relationships so we dated had lovely meals he went his way I went my way home at night and that was it and it was great and we must have had about eight dates until we actually touched hands like we it was like 
literally it was so we so liked each other but we just didn't want to he was being really careful I was being really careful and then and then it just happened that was us and but we have had our ups and downs and but it's been great yeah I was looking for someone that had their own their own life separate to mine um I didn't need because I have had the dates with the guys that are just wanting to hang on and you know go out every weekend and party the the guy that I'm um engaged to now my fiance he is he's not a partier we like to go out for nice meals we don't go out and we don't need to be out every weekend he does his thing he's really into all this like football and everything and I do my thing. He has a son who's now 17. I've got my kids. So we don't we don't live out of each other's pockets. We don't live together. And um we like the same, we like the same things, but we are different. He like he's a career guy, and I'm this like we socially type butterfly that just is like we fitness instructor here one day. And you know, just I'm always doing all different things. And and I'm, I suppose I am running two houses as well, but it is, it's fulfilling to know that I've met someone that has their life together, you know, and I know that I have that security there as well. And he has the security with me also. And um, we're just, we just work. We, we argue, like, don't get me wrong. We, we argue, but we we've kind of overcame the newness of a relationship. You know, the, there's not so much jealousy, but, you know, just getting to know someone and there are different things that they do and friends and all of that. And I think it's just really getting to know someone. And, and I go to therapy. So every Tuesday I go to therapy and, and it's something that I really, really needed, but I kept saying to myself, no, don't need it. You know, self-help books will be grand. But when you're speaking to someone who can't judge you, who doesn't know you as a person, just really makes sense. So I know that I'm going to grow old with this person because I absolutely love him. And he, you know, you think when you're young that you have the, like, oh, my God, he's my soulmate, you know, in your 20s. And, you know, oh, my God, like we're going to do all this together. And it. I laugh at the things that in the relationship, I was in a relationship for six and a half years when I was a student and I loved him. I, well, I thought I loved him, but I cared for him. Now I look back, I cared for him, but like I was never going to spend the rest of my life with him. But I do see now that I am 42 and I've been with my fiance now for three years. He is the one who gets me. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, 
get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. With my fiance and I for three years, he is the one who gets me. I wake up in the morning, I don't need to run to a mirror. You know, I was doing that before. I was so self-aware of how I looked with the person that I was with before because of how they probably made me feel. And I just had to always be looking 100% like amazingness. You don't, you wake up with bags under your eyes and, you know, like just her everywhere. You're not perfect all, like nobody is perfect. But that was me. I don't need to do that now. I'm super comfortable in the relationship that I'm in because I have a relationship with myself and I find who I am and I've set boundaries with absolutely everyone in my life, family, friends, and my relationship. I love that. I think, you know, it's it's a very empowered position to be when you've got your own boundaries in place and you're comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. I know that, I mean, I've been watching Love Island recently, you know, more reality TV, and it's all about what you look like. And and I know actually coming out of my own divorce that I I decided to, and if anyone's read my book on coupling, I talk about it there where I decided I was going to get a nose job because I was uncomfortable with my nose. Now, I thought it was going to change my confidence levels and really give me a boost. Yeah. I was really shocked to find it really made very little difference and nobody even noticed anyway. So what was I doing? But I, <laughs> what do you think about plastic surgery? Because I know you've been a lot in the press about it at times. What, what do you think about yeah. it? Does it give do you, you know a what? boost? Look, I, I had um, my, um, my boobs done in, when I was 24. And that was before I went into Big Brother, not for Big Brother, but it was something that I'd always wanted. I wasn't blessed with um, breasts. Um, Well, I did have them, but not big. And um, I just, so from 24, and I am an advocate. I love, I love how it has made me feel in myself. I did it for myself, not for anybody else. And I, I felt that it made me look better in swimwear and I had more confidence, even though I modeled from I was 18 with no boobs. So it's quite weird what your mind does to you. But so I don't ever regret having had my boobs done. I wouldn't have any other type of surgery. I would like to say that I'm all about growing old gracefully, but I'm not going to say that because I'm not. I have my injectables, I have, but I get it very subtle. I don't want to ever have that plastic look. I'm all about looking after the skin that I'm in. So I'm a fitness instructor. I went and did my whole fitness instructing course, personal training. I love my body. I love where I'm at, at the age of 42. I love the strength that my body has. Like our body, our, our bodies are machines. Like we are so capable of doing anything. And once you have your body in in absolute control, then you can control your mind and you can control your mind by going to therapy 
and paying for that therapy session because you're going to the gym to look after your body. It's also slightly helping your mind, but you need to release the past traumas that has got you to where you are today. So I'm, I have been massive advocate about looking after my body. I, I do have my injectables. I do, but ever so subtly, I always will have, you know, but I will always, I will always moisturize. I will train every single day. I will go walks. I will get outside in the fresh air. And I will just, it's always just trying to make yourself feel better every day. People will get you down. I have been at my lowest of points throughout my whole of my, I would say my late 20s and 30s. Like I, until I was maybe 36, I really did not know where I was going, like, or what was going to happen to me. I moved so many times in my life. I've never had a steady home environment for my kids. And I thought, what am I doing? You know, but when you get into a place where you forget about everybody else and you sit down and you look at yourself, you assess yourself. I knew what I wanted. I knew, I know how I want to look at 50. So I'm putting all that in now in order for me to come out and to look good at 50, to look good at 60, you know. So it's every 10, I'm all about every 10 years. I'm a better version of myself than I was when I went into Big Brother. I feel so much more happier in myself, contented. And it's because I have had a lot of things to deal with I've re I'm raising two children in this world in this day and age and I have to be that strong mentor for them every single day so I do love I do think that it's very important to look after yourself and just just look after but look after the mind the mind is the investment that I'm doing now for my mind is like the best thing that I could do. I wish I had have done it like 10 years ago. Yeah, it really does help. It absolutely does. I would say that being a coach, but it does, yeah. <laughs> it does really, really help. But also, you know, your fitness, I know, has helped you through some of those tough times because you mm -hmm. went from, I mean, you've always been, you've always had an athletic figure, but you really have like toned up and changed yeah. your body um, and really falling in love with fitness, haven't you? Has that been oh, a yeah. real source of strength for you throughout all the ups and downs? Oh, it has. Um, it's like when I have, when I've had, like, say, a disagreement with the kids' dad, I'll throw myself into a good set of weights and boxing. And it's just changing that mindset as well. So whenever you go into, whenever I feel like struggles, even in just really everyday life and just if anything's ever got me down I always find that going to the gym is a good place to like release that stress and anxiety I also love yoga yoga is very very good for for not only the body but for the mind as well and it's your own place it's your own inner strength you're not being forced to lift this heavy weight this is all about you and that one hour of yoga really sets me up for the day so I'll do that on a Saturday every Saturday I'll do a bit of yoga and that sets me up for my weekend and my week 
to go forward. So it's just all about looking at what you feel good, stick the AirPods in, go out and walk. You know, challenge. I know there'll be, I know there'll be some people listening who are like, well, I'm, I don't like the gym. That's too intimidating for me. And it's big gyms and there's men and women in there and people that maybe know what they're doing with the equipment and maybe you don't. So what would be your advice for those people? Well, I, I was that person as well. <laughs> so I didn't like being into the gym. And, and that's, that's one of my reasons why I don't work in um, the gym environment. That's why I run all my classes from my dad's boxing club because it's just all about me. Um, I, I do feel, I would feel intimidated walking into a gym and seeing a personal trainer, you know, maybe getting some girl to lift 80 kg and one of my girls only lifting 40, you know, I would question myself. So it's about really setting that goal, walk in through those doors, find the place where you're comfortable for women, go to a predominantly, if not only a female only gym, go on YouTube. There are so many fitness um, things to do on YouTube and find your place in your house, set yourself up. Like in lockdown, we were all going through Zoom for absolutely everything. So I assumed classes and it's just, it's just, I, I go by that. I don't know if you know where Mel Robbins. Um, so I would, um, I've started listening to her audible and it's the um, five second rule. So five, four, three, two, one blast. And I have been using that for quite a while now. And I love it because there are days that I'm lying in bed going, oh, I don't want to get up at six o'clock and train. Five, four, three, two, one. And you're, you're gone. So it's using different concepts that kind of help you get that challenge and just go and do it. You know, if people are out there needing to lose a bit of weight, you know, research, contact me on Instagram, you know, send me a message, you know, just, I always like to help people and advise them on in the right kind of path within their fitness journey. Never ever force yourself because you need to start when you're ready, when your body is ready, when your mind is telling you that I actually need to do something here. So, yeah. so how can people find you or if they want to take a class with you or, or train with you or just follow okay. you on Instagram? How do people find you? It's Orla official underscore one. So it's my name, which is O-R-L-A-I-T-H official underscore one and that I'm on Instagram and Orla McAllister on Facebook so I have one more question for you Orla because my podcast is called heartbreak to happiness and I think that it's really important to know what happiness is for you so that you can spot it along the way even when times are tough so what is happiness for you I like to smile and forgive and I don't dwell on past experiences I don't dwell on the names that I've been called <laughs> and I just like to get through the day um, and through my life happy I always think life isn't a dress rehearsal it's one chance why allow things that happened in the past 
control the rest of your life. It's it's about just it's letting go. I bought this book. I don't know if you can say it. Can you say it? The language, the language of, letting of letting go. Okay. And language honestly, letting go by who? Who's it by? It's by Melody Beattie. Huh? And I flick through this during the like whenever I just am feeling that I just need to let go of things. And it has lovely little things in it that, you know, you just read and you think about it and you apply it to your day. And um, it's, it, I just like to let go. You know, I can't, I can't go through my life having other people's dramas. And this is my life. This is my chance to just make my, I want my kids to look at me like, yeah, mommy, like, you did it and you did it well I don't want them to be going like oh mommy was really sad all the time and you know mommy and daddy argued just let it go just do the five four three two one and boom that's you just get up and do it just enjoy life you know we get one chance smile and forgive I think that's really good advice if you are going through a breakup right now I hope that this has inspired you with all of Ola's experience of all the reality shows and the ups and downs of being a single mom with two kids. Thank you so much, Ola. You've been a fabulous guest. Thank you for joining me oh, today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. It's lovely to see you again. Oh, you too, honey. So that's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to AulaOfficial underscore one on Instagram to find out more about Ola and book your session in with her. So I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sarah's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.